0: We all know the story of a maid named Snow White and of how the good dwarves tried to hide her from sight. And who can forget how that wicked queen, the creep, gave Snow White the apple to cause eternal sleep. But that isn't the end. No, our story's not over. So for those of you who feel perplexed, and want to know what happens next, we are proud to present,
1: for your fun and delight, the continuing story of
0: the Prince and Snow White. All right, so this is the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses to be. I am Christy and I am here with my friend and co-host Bree. Hello. Bree, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm doing okay. How are
0: you? I'm doing swell. We've got a lovely new movie to talk about today.
1: Oh boy. I This was a good one. I really This was fun. Yeah.
0: This, uh, so our movie today is Happily Ever After. This one is a 1990slash 1993 filmation movie. Filmation, of course, being the people that brought his He Man and Chiron, just a lot of other cartoons back in the 80s. Um, so I went into this one blind. Um,
1: I, all I knew was that it was like the, uh, the sequel to Snow White um didn't know mm-hmm. anything else about it and I'd never seen it before so when Filmation popped up I was like yeah Filmation baby here we go
0: okay and, yeah. see, and this is this is one that I saw as a kid actually Really I yeah I very specifically can remember the VHL v, VHS clamshell um oh. and how it looked and i don't know why but it sticks out in my memory so so much so this is this is one that weirdly though my family didn't own this one it was a neighbor that did oh. and so anytime we went over to their house this was like the one kids movie they had <laughs> <laughs> and so we would end up watching it i I
1: feel like I recognize, I look when I looked at the cover I was like, that feels familiar. It feels like maybe something I saw on like a shelf at Blockbuster at some point as a child and maybe Yeah just never never picked that one up to rent on Blockbuster Fridays with my family.
0: Yeah, it was something always maybe in your periphery, but you just never yeah. put the trigger on I it. I was
1: too busy renting Poochie and uh, Rainbow Bright.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I think I think I was like uh, I was all about Sky Dancers. Oh, Sky Dancers was great. Yeah. Oh, Sky Dancers. Oh, I miss Sky Dancers. <laughs> they were terrifying, but they were fun.
1: I How many Sky Dancers have hit ceilings and done damage?
0: See and my thing is that me and my sister would fight with them so you oh. would like kinda you'd you'd sort of hold on to them so that they couldn't fly away and you could just like slap <laughs> the shit out of each other with it. <laughs> Oh <laughs> it was i yeah
1: for me it was like just don't aim it at your brothers don't aim it at each other because you you just instead of aiming him up you'd aim them at your brother and just whip it and then <laughs> like, send them flying
0: oh that's great and then you could feign <laughs> ignorance just be like oh i didn't, I didn't know it was gonna happen oh, i didn't mean didn't it mean oh it. no,
1: i didn't have many sky dancers as a child and i imagine that's why
0: yeah, yeah, I think ours just kind of disappeared one day, and I guess in hindsight it's probably probably <laughs> just <with> probable cause. <sighs> anyway,
1: we got we got sidetracked from filmation. Oh yes.
0: Yeah, so I uh to go into a little bit of history about this one, because this this is kind of a fascinating thing, because as you mentioned, this is kind of intended to be a sequel to the Disney theatrical release, and that's not us just extrapolating that this is something that Filmation actually fully intended to do. They wanted to develop a series of direct-to-video sequels to Disney films. I um, I was
1: looking at the IMDb after I watched the film and saw like the list of sequels, and there was some wild ones in there.
0: Yeah, i I have it. I have that list here. Um, so there was the New Adventures of Pinocchio. Uh, there's Snow White and the Seven Dwarf Elves, which is what Happily Ever After turned into. The Challenge of Cinderella. Which is... <laughs> Just... Yeah, Challenge of Cinderella, I kind of wonder, the like... Challenge! Yeah, it sort of Make sounds it, like... Like an epic. adventure series? Like an epic adventure? Yeah, like, what happens to Cinderella? That one's intriguing.
1: Yeah, that sounds incredible.
0: Uh, there's Bambi, Prince of the Forest...
1: Which they did make a sequel. Like Disney made a sequel to Bambi. Well, it
0: was it was a Eventually.
1: Minquil. Oh, I never saw it, so I didn't. I yeah, I knew there was Bambi two, Electric Boogaloo, but I never saw it. So
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Bambi living with his deadbeat dad after his mom dies. Oh no! <laughs> 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 oh, that's so sad. Yeah, I have to um, see this now. Yeah. There's also the Son of Sleeping Beauty, which is another, like, I kind of want to see that one. Just like, <laughs> like, what happens? Because his mom didn't really have, like, what? Does he just fall asleep too?
1: <laughs> it's just it's just the same story.
0: Yeah. Like, what else is there? Uh, there's the Continued Adventures of the Jungle Book, which, I mean... That's, there's room for that. Same with the Pinocchio
1: one. I could see more adventures of Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Like those, are, those are ones that I could reasonably see. Like, yeah, okay. There's, there's yeah. a line there because they have adventures and whatever.
0: Yeah, and on that note, um, you mentioned the Pinocchio one. So the first film that was released as part of this plan by Filmation was 1987's Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. Um, what? Yeah, and I and I've seen it actually, and this? I kind of like it. Oh, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, it's. I don't think. I don't think it got a North American release. At least I've only seen it on Region Two DVDs.
1: Okay, that makes but sense. It's,
0: it's basically it's just Pinocchio um, as a human, but he gets transformed back into a puppet, and shenanigans Sucks. happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: You were a real boy.
0: Yeah, yeah, but well, we wanted a sequel, so now you're a puppet again. Now you're a puppet again. Sorry, kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so interestingly, though, Pinocchio and the Emperor and the Knight actually led to Disney filing a lawsuit against Filmation. Oh no. Um, so Jeffrey Katzenberg, so the future co-founder of and CEO of DreamWorks, oh, uh, yes, then Walt Disney chairman. He called Filmation's projects blatant rip-offs of Disney properties. Hmm. Um, so in response, Filmation promised that characters in the upcoming Happily Ever After, uh, which was in production at the time of the lawsuit, would not resemble the ones shown in the Disney film.
1: So for their, for their Pinocchio one, did they essentially use the same or very similar like character designs to the Disney one?
0: honestly pinocchio and the emperor of the night is pretty like different like there isn't and i think if i remember like the specific lawsuit regarding pinocchio and the emperor in the night it didn't go go through because they sort of like with golden films and their version of beauty and the beast they successfully argued that we're just basing this off of the original stories Mm -hmm. um so there isn't there wasn't really anything watching in that like Obviously, like, there's a few kind of bits that are reminiscent, but again, because they're both taking from the source material, it's kind of hard to tell, like, what are they ripping off of Disney specifically versus what's just, you know, this, the same, the same inspiration that Disney took. hmm But so getting back to Happily Ever After, um, as part of the lawsuit, the film changed names a few times. So Happily Ever After wasn't the original name. Previously, it was called uh, Snow White in the Land of Doom.
1: <laughs> Which is kind of a metal <laughs> title.
0: Yeah. Um, there was also, as as that IMDb list mentioned, Snow White and the Seven Dwarf Fells. And then the last one was also Snow White, The Adventure Continues. I was just going
1: to say, I wonder why they went with
0: Dwarf Fells. Because yeah, that's, that's in
1: the movie. It's I, I would have thought, like, just dwarfs? But I guess that does not different enough. Dwarfettes.
0: Yeah, they they definitely they're trying to right away distinguish from the Disney one in like yeah yeah it does it does not roll off the tongue no nope Snow White in the Land of Doom is definitely the best name for it. It I extremely
1: wish,
0: is yeah um it's actually yeah yeah so that one seems to have been the name that was chosen prior to the lawsuit because you could actually find some vintage merchandise with that name. Oh, nice. There, There's actually, there's there's some merch on eBay right now. There's like action figures and uh, there's like a, a doll uh, of Snow White and there's a poster. And I won't lie, I was a little tempted. <laughs> 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 a little tempted, but I don't want to, what am I going to do if I buy this shit? I mean you'd just
1: you'd have it to own it I guess but
0: I I already have to solve the problem of what I'm going to do when I die and who inherits <laughs> my 100 different princess movies <laughs> God
1: you, and the, the movies will only continue to grow the the collection will get bigger and bigger
0: I know that's that's this is what my life has become that I'm going to have to one day make make the very real decision about, do I keep all of these princess DVDs? What do I do with them? <laughs> my legacy is the, this collection of, of weird movies. Have them just buried with you. I was, I mean, that was one option. <laughs> God. Or, yeah. Or like some sort of like graveside rental kiosk. Oh my God. That'd be incredible. <laughs> But I've hopefully I've got a good few years to figure this out.
1: Yeah, you, you've you got some time. Yeah. Time to collect more movies.
0: Yes, exactly. Priorities. Yes. But so, Happily Ever After uh, was allegedly completed by 1988, and it was originally slated to be released in the US in 1990. Um, as you noted from the intro, though, I also mentioned that there was a 1993 release date. Um mm-hmm. So that was specifically, 1993 is when it was released in the US, but it was also released uh, in 1990 in some parts of Europe, particularly France. Um, I haven't seen any official reasoning for the delay, but it is interesting to note that the 1993 summer release of Happily Ever After coincidentally coincided with Disney re-releasing Snow White in theaters
1: uh-huh uh-huh i see
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i see
1: yeah <laughs> take your kids to a double feature
0: yeah I <laughs> presumably <laughs> but don't worry disney we're not trying to copy you it's totally don't, distinct l- don't worry about it like don't worry please don't sue us again please, please don't sue us again <laughs> The so the US release of the film was preceded by a 10 million dollar advertising campaign by Damn. First National Film Corp. Mhm. The uh the film managed to make 1.76 million dollars over Memorial Day weekend. Uh the overall domestic gross being uh, a little more than uh 3 million. Um <sighs> First National actually declared bankruptcy weeks after the original release. Oh, wait, yep. With with its president later being charged and convicted of defrauding investors? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh dear. <laughs> the uh so the legal problems with Disney coupled with the poor financial reception of the film is allegedly what caused the bankruptcy of mm. Filmation. Mm-hmm. That's mm. yeah, and uh, so as of twenty nineteen, the film is currently owned by Universal Pictures via DreamWorks Animation, um, who also holds the rights to a lot of the filmation catalog. Which I I thought was interesting to note, just because of earlier that uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg connection, how he called it a blatant ripoff.
1: Oh yeah,
0: and now it belongs to DreamWorks. Huh. <laughs> well, I, is
1: it because they wanted He Man and stuff like that?
0: Probably, and it, it just sort of got was... packaged in there. <laughs> yeah, cause I and I will say this DVD, the 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 DVD is hard to come by. Um, it goes for like stupid prices on really? eBay and Amazon. Yeah, and it's not that it's like a it's a bad movie, but it's not good enough for the prices that you see it listed for. Yeah
1: it's not like a it's it's a collector's item for discerning collectors Mm -hmm. such as yourself
0: yes yes yeah i stuff like this really bumps up the price value of all my shitty princess movies like most of them (laughs) most of them i've gotten for like a dollar at a flea market but this one it's like at least fifty dollars extra dang yeah if not more so one last kind of fun history bit before we get into the plot proper. Uh, there is actually a video game that was developed for this film, an SNES what? game. Oh my god. Yeah, so it was uh, released in 1994. Um, there's actually two versions of the game, with the main difference being that there's like slightly different voice casts. Oh,
1: Weird. yeah it's,
0: it's the earlier version of the game uh is missing a few key members of the cast it's it seems like that at least as far as wikipedia says that that's really the only difference between them i don't know weird interestingly enough but snow white in the video game uh she's played by irene clara in the uh in the movie But in the Mm -hmm. video game, she's voiced by Jodie Benson, who is best known for voicing Ariel in Disney's The Little Mermaid. What? What?
1: (laughs) Huh. Interesting. This movie has some wild voice acting, by the way. Like, some some Mm -hmm. voice actors in there that I was like, hold on. But anyway, we'll get to that. (laughs)
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Just, uh, so the, the video game, briefly, it's just a pretty, it looks like a pretty typical platformer. You could either play as Snow White or her Shadow Man uh, protector as they collect and throw apples against the various enemies and just traverse the different stages based on the film. Oh, oh that's, hmm.
1: that seems pleasant enough.
0: Yeah, it's mostly, it's fascinating just the idea of this movie tie-in game before, like, the, you know, like, because I think there was that period kind of around like the 2000s where movie tie-ins, it didn't matter how good the movie was or how yeah. bad the movie was, it always had a video game tie-in. So it was oh, interesting yeah. to see to see that that was happening even as early as ni- the, the early 90s. Yeah, like that is, I, I feel like that was probably, that probably
1: happened more often for for like Disney films, probably
0: like mm-hmm. Lion
1: King or or what have you, has a lot of old yeah games, old platformers. Yeah, I, like a is, lot of. I wouldn't have called this one. Wouldn't wouldn't have guessed it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a bit of an oddity for sure. There a lot of like, well, even like when I mentioned earlier, like there there was merch made for this, which it isn't. Uh, you know, I mean, it makes sense to say, oh, yeah, like they made all this stuff because they I, I, it's not like they went into the, the movie, went into theaters and they were thinking, yep, this one's going to fail. This is going to bankrupt us, boys. <laughs> well, we flopped it. It's it's yeah. a bad one. Yeah, I think it's it's more of a novelty to look back in hindsight Knowing that this movie just did not go over well, and to see, like, oh, they actually, they put all this effort into making this merchandise for it, or this video game for it, and yeah. they really didn't have to. <laughs> they didn't, but, you know, lucky for us, they did. hmm So, with all of the history out of the way, how about we take a look at the plot of Happily Ever After?
1: Let's, let's go. All right. My, my very first note is, ooh, kicking it off with Dom DeLuise. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs>
0: yeah, so the film opens with narration from the Magic Mirror, who is voiced by Dom DeLuise. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> he goes over the events of the original Snow White story, just the basic plot points around it, the Wicked Queen, the apple, yada yada... He concludes by announcing that Snow White and her prince are getting married, and so that's the opening prologue, and then the film begins. And it begins in such a weird
1: manner, because it's like, okay, here's the plot of Snow White in 30 seconds, mm-hmm. now let's spend 10 minutes nowhere near Snow White.
0: Yes. So we, the, we start off, there's a dragon we see flying over the countryside, and he's heading towards a distant castle. Inside the castle, we see this crazy party happening. There are these various monsters drinking and celebrating the death of the wicked queen, who they were apparently working for.
1: Yeah, my my note is this castle is pretty rad. Oh, it's full of demons. <laughs> oh man!
0: And they, and they they like they didn't like her. Like they are yucking it up. Like, yeah, they're having to- a great time. Yeah. We, we get introduced to two characters in particular, Batso and Scowl, uh, Bat and Owl, uh, respectively, if you can figure <laughs> that out. Uh, Batso is uh, the, kind of a naive and good-hearted character. He feels sorry for the Evil Queen, and then we get a glimpse at Scowl's character, who he's just this old grump who is constantly just ragging on Batso for... Being a, a, a cute little good guy? Well, I can't help it, Scowl. I still feel sorry for the poor wicked queen. Sorry!
1: You're a bat! You're supposed to be bad! Bad? Yeah! Me, Rufus Cruel. Rotten to the core. <laughs> like me. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. <laughs> I love this owl. Like (laughs) all of the like most of the animation on this owl is just great. Like he's just a little he's a good little character. I like him.
0: He's terrible.
1: Like he's a he's a his whole deal is just silly, but like I like this owl, but then I also just like owls, so that's predictable from me.
0: Yeah, again, he's just he's just kind of a grump. And he's also a little full of himself, and he kinda yeah. just thinks he thinks that he knows everything, and he's he's chain smoking the entire time, too.
1: <laughs> he always has that big stub of a cigar hanging out of his beak.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but just as soon as we get introduced to those two, a mysterious figure bursts into the room. He is revealed to be Lord Malice, the <laughs> wicked queen's brother. <laughs> Malice I just makes love the his name. Yeah. Oh God. It's so. I love. I love oh. names like this. Lord Malice, spelled M A L I S S. But of course, Malice.
1: Oh yeah. Were they named that by their parents? They were oh, evil maybe. queen and
0: and Malice. Maybe this is. It's sort of like a Golden Films Beauty and the Beast situation where you yeah. got the one. Yeah. <laughs> their parents like, man, we should have really thought this through yeah oh, we're, we're, people people in fairy tales are bad at picking names <laughs> or actually i guess they were very good because he did grow up to be a big jerk so that's true you know mm. so malice arrives he's asking you know for her sister but nobody wants to fess up what's going on so he goes over to the magic mirror and gets it to tell him what happened And this is where we find out that conclusively, the Wicked Queen is dead. The Magic Mirror doesn't specify how she died, just that she died during her attempt to kill Snow White. So that's probably a way to, like, they, because they, they can't say any details because they're wanting to sequelize the Disney film. Right. So you can't go so far as saying, "Oh, well, she turned into an old woman and then got crushed by a boulder falling off a cliff." Oh, so you just—I
1: was—I was actually going to ask because it's been—it's been probably two decades since I've seen Snow White, and I was like, I don't mm-hmm. remember. I—I I forgot that she legit died at the end of that movie.
0: Yeah, the dwarves, the the seven dwarves, go chasing after her, and then she tries to she tries to kill them by pushing a boulder onto them but then it kind of karma bites her and then she falls off the cliff and the boulder falls onto her (laughs) whoops yeah (laughs) but they they yeah so again I think they left it vague because if you give any further detail than that then it's going to cause uh, discontinuity with the Disney version yeah yeah so just keep it vague and move on hand wave also
1: <laughs> i made a note that the the m- face on this mirror this dom DeLuise mirror reminded me so much of another character design i was trying so hard to figure it out and then i realized it was the like the door knob from alice in wonderland
0: <gasps> oh, okay yeah yeah i can see that very
1: similar sort of feel and face on on this
0: yeah this uh, I- mirror yeah, I could see that. I also kind of thought too, like sort of like Cogsworth as well, like that kind of oh, plumpness yeah. in the cheeks.
1: Yeah, if you kind of smash those two together, there was mm-hmm. there was chunks of this movie where I felt like I recognized either character designs or bits of animation from other places, but mm-hmm. it was always just like it was just just different enough that I couldn't be certain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I guess, you know, <laughs> the point.
0: Yeah no this is very true it keeps <laughs> you guessing at least and hopefully keeps the lawyers guessing exactly so hearing this news about his sister Malice calls dibs on his the sister's castle all who dwell within it and the very laws of nature from this day
1: forward I shall rule this castle and all that is in it I will control the laws of nature and bend them to my will. I shall have one purpose and one purpose only. Vengeance!
0: Snow White and her handsome prince shall pay for what has happened to my sister. He starts to make these green clouds form over the castle. There's these gale force winds outside. And jagged rock just starts erupting from the ground. Yeah.
1: Like, I'd st- just he could just do this, I guess.
0: He's like, he's super wizard. He basically, he is super powerful. And everybody is boned because this super powerful <laughs> wizard
1: has <laughs> now just-, just
0: declared vengeance on Snow White and her prince
1: just he could just change the topography as he wills it
0: yeah okay. and you don't you don't really see that ever again no oh, and where <laughs> was
1: he this whole time was he like somewhere else just messing yeah. with the tectonic plates like what was going how where did you come from sir
0: and how are you yeah. so powerful he was like somewhere else and yet he has like so he didn't hear the news about his sister and yet he has like he must have at least a good enough relationship with the evil the wicked queen because he like comes back to visit her and is yeah. mad at her death. He's just like he's just
1: decided to come pay a visit to his sister and he's like, you know, I'm I've my evil realm is getting a little dull. I'm gonna go over to my sister's evil realm.
0: Yeah, And just wanna and just shoot to hang the out shit and, yeah, yeah just
1: just you know family hangout visit time. Oh yeah. shit, she's dead! <laughs> Oh, what? oh no who did this oh jeez! <laughs> definitely wasn't a boulder falling on her sir don't worry no that's well, why it's, it's- that's why he's so mad at rocks and he's t- terraforming <gasps> no boulder's gonna crush this guy
0: oh <laughs> anyway he's, he's prepared he's prepared <laughs> so with this declaration of vengeance, we get the reveal that Lord Malice was the dragon from the beginning. He shapeshifts into it and then flies off into the night. I just had a note here. And I was
1: like, oh, he is the dragon. That tracks <laughs> just like his sister. And then I have in big letters underneath, no, that's Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> <The> Queen and- <laughs> Snow White did not turn into a dragon. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) See, and having, and then again, having seen this as a kid, it was, to me, it was obvious that it was like, oh yeah, he's the dragon. So I I didn't even think about that as being a surprise.
1: I, I didn't, I didn't put two and two together as an adult.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's great. Oh. And after Malice leaves with no segue whatsoever. Nope. We are brought to our first song of the film, which is, The Baddest. Bad like me is the way to go. Being nice is just for sex. Being good is a handicap. I'm bad, see?
1: You gotta be bad like me.
0: He's flying all around with a mean and nasty I, and I, this is the first song. This yes, so this song, so this is sung by Scowl, and it's all about him explaining how to be bad like him. Presumably, this is meant to be directed at Batso because they had that earlier conversation about Scowl thinks that he's too much of a softy. Yeah, but that was that was like five minutes ago. <laughs> This isn't topical anymore. He he really wanted to
1: do the song then, but then Malice was there and it was just kind of awkward. So he's like, oh no, okay, now he's gone. So I'm going to, now it's song time, baby. Now yeah, I got to get can... this song out of my heart and into yeah. your ears. Here we go.
0: Um, and I, I love this song so much. I, it, I This is, it's a good song. The this song was the the main reason why I I, I name dropped it in the last episode, <laughs> and so I felt obliged that we had to cover this one next. Because I wish I could just steal this and use it as the theme song for oh. this podcast. I mean, if
1: if only it wasn't owned by DreamWorks now. I, I guess
0: I don't want Jeffrey Kassenberg to come after me. <laughs>
1: We're gonna get sued.
0: Yeah. Now the lawyers they're back. Oh
1: God. Oh God. But it's, it's a it's a fun little song. I remember you yeah. had sent it to me, like, a, a while back because you had wanted to use it as the, yeah. the, uh, the theme song. But I was just, like, surprised that this is the first song of the movie. We haven't even seen Snow White yet, and we're already getting a villain song.
0: No, that's a good point. We, we've we only seen Snow White in, like, the prologue. Yeah. Just, like, still, still images of her. And it, And again, it just comes out of nowhere. There's no lead up to it. And as we're going to see, that's kind of a common thread for all of the songs in this film, is that they just kind of zoom. Oh boy, is it? (laughs) But so, Scowl tells Batso that they have to get on Malice's good side, so the two of them fly off in pursuit to try and assist him in his search for vengeance against Snow White and her prince. And so finally,
1: finally 10 minutes in, we finally get a scene with Snow White.
0: Mhm. So Snow White and her prince, we we see them on horseback. They are riding through the forest because they are they are off to see the seven dwarves to invite them to their wedding. They're just in idyllic
1: meadows and there's flowers and trees and forests mm-hmm. and the prince looks like Prince Adam which tracks cuz it's film a- filmation. yeah
0: yeah he's kind of he's got like the page boy haircut it's yeah. just like it's it's he's a redhead instead of blonde
1: yeah i guess he's not as beefy as prince adam but you can you can see the 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 similarity yeah. there
0: yeah there's definitely definitely a vibe going on you can tell that they they did try and go for a more for a more of a disney look with the film mm-hmm um, but there is still that little that little sheen of filmation's aesthetics <laughs> over it all. Sheen is a good word for it. But so Snow White and her prince decide to stop and pick some flowers, when suddenly Malice Batso, and scowl <laughs> appear. Malice swoops in and just <laughs> grabs Snow White in her claws <laughs> and just just lies just off this beautiful day,
1: and he yeah. just like. Droop, and he just picks her up by her by her arms in his in his dragon claws, and away they go. Yeah,
0: and like two <laughs> princes just pr-
1: standing there, like on leaning on his horse, like looking at her, like oh my yeah. my, my,
0: my Snow White's.
1: She's yeah. so pure and beautiful. And then whoop, there she, she goes. goes.
0: I, I sure am glad that we we got rid of that wicked queen, and that we are not going to be threatened by any other evil doers on this day. <gasps> Everything is so
1: nice and perfect. How could anything ever go wrong? And then, yoink! <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Just the contrast between this, like, pastoral, beautiful... Like, the background's actually really nice in this sort of area. Like, it's a really cute little painting, and it's nice. And then she's picking flowers, and then it's this giant evil red dragon.
0: Yeah! And Just I, the and contrast
1: really sh- tickled me.
0: Yeah. And it, and it should be mentioned, too, because if people are expecting the level, like the He-Man level of animation from this movie, it's definitely it's it's a step above that. Like, oh, they're, yeah, they they definitely put more effort into the staging and they try. There is some reuse of animation, but it's not on the same levels of He-Man.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, there's there is a, one clip of Snow White running. And that's mm-hmm. all you need. But like for the most part, the the animation quality over the whole show it's sort of it goes back and forth. But as a general rule, it's it's not bad. There's def- there's moments sort of that are a little dodgy, but overall
0: it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it it's hard to to compare it to something other than Disney because Disney is just yeah. like the gold standard for animation. So it's definitely not Disney quality but not you know who really was other than disney exactly this this is like a very like it's it's good it's not bad yeah. it's 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 acceptable yeah
1: there's definitely and there's definitely some moments where i'm just like that was great so yeah yeah especially everything with the owl just,
0: <laughs> your favorite character look i'm predictable <laughs> Yeah, it's, you it's you were all about you were all about Sebastian and the Princess and the Pea. Now you're it's all some, about Skell.
1: Like, give me some good bird character animation, and I'm I'm just pleased.
0: Yeah, A plus movie, ten out of ten for yeah. Bree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, so, so she gets kidnapped the- by the dragon extremely easily.
0: Mm-hmm. the prince takes off in hot pursuit on his horse uh, at one point making his horse jump like a 20 foot wide chasm like th-
1: th- that is a ravine too large for a horse but he's no. just like do it anyway Hide ho silver
0: the- let's go <laughs> they do the typical thing of like of he, ru- he runs up to it and they stop to like assess it but then they like walk back like 10 feet and then yeah. they-, they run again and just like they, I mean, they make it, but...
1: It's, it's, it is it's an implausibly large chasm for them to jump. Yeah. But they do it, you know? Kudos, Prince, you did it. Mm-hmm.
0: At, uh, at one point, the prince ends up pulling out a crossbow, kind of from behind his back. I guess he just had it uh, on the horse somewhere.
1: That's what we in the animation industry call the animation pocket. That's when you just <laughs> reach behind you, and whatever you need is there yeah
0: you you can't prove that it wasn't
1: there exactly like it's it's in your animation pocket
0: you just pull Mm -hmm. it right out of there so he he takes the crossbow and he shoots malice which causes him to drop snow white malice swoops down drops her (laughs) oh yeah she lands with a good thud she she eats shit it's it's bad (laughs) Malice swoops down to try and recapture her, but Scowl, thinking that he he wants to try and get her first, he ends up running headlong into Malice, knocking them both kind of off kilter, which gives Snow White enough time to get her wits about her and escape. Uh, She ends up running into the dense forest where Malice's large dragon form can't enter, and all the while the prince is yelling at her to run and don't turn back.
1: One thing that I did kind of like make note of and, and like is that when when he first drops her and he's kind of swooping back to get her, she like picks up a big stick and she's like, "Don't touch me!" Like yeah. she's she's like she's not just like, "Oh no," she's she literally like grabs the the nearest makeshift weapon and is gonna like bop this dragon on the face if he comes at her. And like,
0: all right, all right, yeah you you see her and and this is this is probably a good one to follow up Princess in the P after in hindsight yeah. because princess and the pea was all about they wanted the dainty sweet-natured princess but they were too afraid to make her f- give her like a bit of feistiness and this is a good mm-hmm. example of you could still have that very sweet good-natured princess but when shit starts hitting the fan she she is willing to at least try and defend herself
1: yeah she's she's got like she's not completely helpless.
0: You're yeah, like, all right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the prince faces Malice with his crossbow, but he's easily kind of outdone. Malice turns back into his human form and uses his magic to knock the prince unconscious. He then kind of leans over him and he tells him that he'll find Snow White and he has a special fate in store for the prince. Dun dun
1: dun! Mm.
0: <laughs> now, at this point, I I'll mention that the version of the film we watched, Brie, is actually a censored version. Really? You might have noticed in the brief moment where, so when the where the prince shot Malice with the crossbow, the actual oh, yeah. impact of the shot took place off screen. Yes. In the original version of the film, you actually saw the arrow hit Malice and he gushed blood. <laughs> what? Yes. Dang. He 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 blood shot out of that wound Dang. and Dragon Malice uses his own mouth to rip the arrow out, it with, out and even more blood sprays everywhere. Whoa. <laughs> and that's, a, another... that's kind of amazing. Yeah. And then another bit of editing, um, when the prince is unconscious in the version of the film we watched, uh, you, there's just kind of a still frame and it zooms in on the prince's unconscious body on the ground. Right. In, in the original version of the film, Malice, uh, grabs him by the hair and kind of lifts him up while he gives his little spiel about finding Snow White. Oh, Okay. <laughs> And so, I guess <laughs> for the DVD release, they just they edited out they they edited out these and a few other scenes that I'll note just because they felt they were too violent. <laughs> which I I didn't I didn't actually realize these scenes. Uh, I knew that there there I had seen some mention of editing, but it wasn't until I went onto YouTube and I saw actually uh, so a YouTuber named ryan yang had put together a video comparison of the original versus edited scenes oh cool and when i when i saw that first scene <laughs> of the dragon getting shot and all the blood spurting out i was instantly so mad that i didn't have <laughs> the uncensored version <laughs> just
1: give me the one with the
0: blood i i just i it's I I I love seeing the reaction of people's faces when you show them these movies. So I feel like I was deprived something yeah. very special.
1: There this could have been a like a princess movie night big surprise for your guests.
0: Exactly. To see all that blood squirting out. <laughs> Come on. I actually I I'm I'm going to try and see if I could track down a region two DVD of this film, if it exists, because I'm very curious if this is just something for North American releases of the DVD. Oh,
1: that so if that would make sense.
0: Yeah. So if, if I ever if I ever manage to track one down, I'll definitely I'll mention it in an update. Nice. But so with that aside, yes, yeah, so we rejoined Snow White in the Spooky Forest.
1: She's doing her, uh, her one run cycle. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. As you mentioned, we'll be seeing this run cycle a little later in the film. Um, and th- this moment in particular, this seems like... There aren't really any other scenes in this one that I felt were really leaning on Disney's Snow White. But this one was really reminiscent of Snow White, the Disney version, where she's running through the forest after escaping the Huntsman. They
1: don't quite get to faces on trees level, but they they almost get there.
0: Yeah, instead there's a giant snake. There's a giant snake. There's yeah. like a
1: boa constrictor just hanging out in this forest.
0: She she handles that snake pretty well. I would not have handled it as gracefully as she did. She just sort of weaves around it and keeps running. It's like Yeah.
1: Wow, good job. How do you
0: how do you outduke a snake? Like
1: <laughs> just, You know,
0: she's She's a strong lady. It's impressive. So <laughs> while while she's running, uh, Snow White ends up coming across a mine. And basically she slowly realizes where she is. She ends up following the mine and it leads her to the cottage of the seven dwarves. She starts running towards it. But just before she makes it to the front door, she ends up passing out from exhaustion because apparently it's it, she. It seems like she's been running through the forest for hours. Apparently, like she she
1: gets her hand on the doorknob and she's like, "I'm too tired to turn this doorknob," and just flops yeah. over on
0: the step. Yeah, which it's a little it's a little overdramatic. I can't help but think like you got this far. Yeah, but- just at
1: least knock. You don't have to just like. Slap your hand against the door. Just a little bit. I- <laughs> they can't have the reveal of who's in the cottage then. They have to wait until morning.
0: Exactly. So, speaking of the morning, so the next morning, Snow White wakes up inside the cottage. Going outside, she expects to find the seven dwarves, but instead, she finds the seven dwarf elves. Which is just... Yeah. She she
1: wakes up very pleased for herself and very like calm and happy for someone who passed out on a doorstep from exhaustion running from a dragon the previous night. But you know she's okay. She's dealing with things pretty well.
0: Yeah, there's a moment in particular where she when she realizes where she is, she stops to check herself in the mirror before yeah. going downstairs. Yeah, it is a little it is a little weird. Like your fiance might be dead for all you know. I don't know. But, you know,
1: it's fine. I guess, you know, it's the relief of being like, okay, I know this place. I spent a while here with my seven dwarf friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough.
0: But yeah, so it's instead of the seven dwarves, we have these seven dwarf elves, which if, if the name wasn't uh, a big enough indicator, they are just uh, seven female dwarves. Dwarf elves. So the, yeah, the name is not... it
1: is what it is
0: Mm -hmm.
1: the first ones you see are like one that's that's rolling in mud and one that is bright red and i'm like yeah are are these like why is she that color
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we don't get a good introduction to the dwarf elves. um it's you just kinda, all you get right away is they explain to Snow White that they're the Seven Dwarves' cousins and the Seven Dwarves themselves have given them their cottage because they've gone to open up a new mine in the next kingdom.
1: Yeah, it's, you know they just move they're business entrepreneurs elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and of course the whole thing with the Seven Dwarf owls is like, it's it, I guess it bears mentioning that while you can do your own take on the Snow White story, the specific versions of the characters as they existed in the Disney version—so the you know had the distinct personalities of the seven dwarves—you no. can't crib that because that that's something that that Disney that's a, came that's up a with a for their
1: version. Patented speciality. Uh, that's that's theirs. Mm-hmm. So you got to come up with a different yeah. shtick for your for your new dwarf elves.
0: Yeah, yeah, because Disney Disney kind of codified the seven dwarves each mm-hmm. having their own gimmick. So you want to have a gimmick for your characters, but you also again, you still got to make it distinct enough from Disney's. So we get these.
1: Also, the when the the one that's rolling in the mud, I just have in big bold letters, oh, she's voiced by Mrs. Fieldmouse. The char- the same Voice actress who did the <laughs> field mouse in Don Blue's Thumbelina. That's, yes. that's the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, oh, Mrs. field mouse.
0: Yes, the lovely Carol is. Channing. Oh. In all her glory. Then
1: they pan over to another dwarf fell.
0: S- yes, we we, we see the smallest dwarf fell who is attempting to conjure up a small storm with magic. Uh, she fails at it, and we are brought to our second song of the film, which is simply titled, Thunderella's Song. What makes you, you? And who am
1: I? What can I do? Without blue?
0: To moon. If the moon can the night,
1: my okay. My notes say dot dot dot. What is this song? Like it's kind of a bop, but also what? Yeah, <laughs> it's such I don't a know bizarre how to song. It it's so weird. Like yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you to cut this in a little bit into the the episode because <laughs> <laughs> it's like. It's it's, descri- it's like a dwarf philosophy song about who you are and what you do, and but yeah. it's got no context. We don't know who this character is. We don't know what's happening, but she's singing this song and it's like,
0: it's a fun little song. I don't know, I like it. Yeah, so <laughs> Thunderella is singing about how her, her power scares her and she's basically, she's jealous of the other dwarf elves because she sees them as being more confident and brave than her. So... Over the course of the song, she talks about her fears, but she also talks about how she wants to try and figure out how to be more like them. And so she's kind of, like, amping herself up over the course of the song. Yeah. So, so I, I do like that. I do like that it doesn't... Like, it starts off kind of sad, but then she's trying to, like, cheer herself up and, like... Like, yeah, I can just pump herself up and, like, I can do this, I can do this. And then she... Finishes her song by botching her her storm cloud, and she pours rain over the other dwarf elves who have just kind of gathered and started watching her sing. Yeah, just sad trombones.
1: Wow, wow, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Oh no. And yeah, then I have then I have my my whole my note that just says
0: wait the dwarves are like yeah. elemental beings what yes so with with the conclusion of thunderella's song we finally get to a formal introduction of the seven dwarf elves uh so they are so there's muddy who is in charge of the earth sunburn who is in charge of sunlight and that's why she's bright red
1: yeah and (laughs) and then the pieces fell together in my brain Mm.
0: There's Blossom, who's in charge of plants and flowers, and voiced by Zaza Gabor. I just, I saw that in the credits, and I was like, okay. She has, like, three lines, but they're all voiced by Zaza Gabor. <laughs> There's Marina, who's in charge of the lakes and rivers. Critarina, who looks like the long-lost mother of Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's, yep, yeah,
1: that's all I could think of looking at her face. I'm like, that's a chipmunk.
0: Yeah. She she is in charge of all of the animals in the forest. There is Moonbeam, who is in charge of the night and who will spend the majority of this film sleepwalking and not saying anything because she is literally asleep. Because <laughs> it's the daytime.
1: <laughs> so she's just like, she just follows along asleep for most of yeah. the
0: movie. Which is like, you know,
1: fair enough. <laughs>
0: And then there's, of course, Thunderella, who is in charge of weather.
1: And that's your seven dwarf elves.
0: Yeah, and, and as you mentioned it, so we just see that they all have these different powers. Um, at one point, they end up even like scuffling. Uh, Muddy and Sunburn, specifically, they get into a fight with each other and they demonstrate their powers by um, Muddy makes an earthquake. And sun be- Sunburn makes a, just a beam of light like, of intense li- sunlight.
1: She just literally takes a cone of sunlight and just, like, puts it on the other, on Muddy, and it's just, like, roasting her.
0: Yeah, like, literally, it's like, it's Jesus. so concentrated that it burns her within seconds. Like, holy shit. It's like, that seems a little overpowered, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah this is a little terrifying. she's Dwarf elves have this power. But a- as they mention, the dwarf elves turn out to work for Mother Nature, um, who presumably she she's the one that gave them their powers. And Mother Nature has called up Thunderella for review due to Thunderella's inability to control uh her magic. Which is just It's kind of bizarre, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure. It- it ge- I guess it gives them a bit of business, except, well, we'll, we'll kind of see how their, how their magic powers kind of play out for the rest of the film. Yeah. So Snow White introduces herself, explaining what happened with her and her prince. Uh, the dwarf elves decide that they are going to take Snow White to Mother Nature because they think Mother Nature will be able to help her find the prince. So off they go, just kind of on their 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 journey
1: to the rainbow falls that are really just red, yellow, and blue.
0: <laughs> it's good. It's, it's part of a rainbow. It's
1: close enough. That's <laughs> good. Yeah. Just the primary colors falls.
0: <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't. It didn't have a good ring to it. So fair. It's kind of like calling Greenland Greenland, you know. <laughs> There's green there. Yeah, somewhere. somewhere.
1: (laughs) There's a rainbow in there somewhere. Everyone's got a little rainbow in them. Even the
0: waterfalls. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, back at Malice's castle, we see him using the magic mirror to find Snow White. So he sees her... The castle
1: is so cool. Every time I see it, I'm just like, that's a cool castle.
0: I'll... I'll admit, right now, I kind of like Malice. I kind of wish that he would win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's the fact that he is—he is motivated by nothing more than like she messed up my sister, so now I will torture her and make her life miserable, and then just kill her, presumably. And you're yeah. just like, all right, man, like it's—it's okay. a- it's
0: almost like a weird thing because we don't, I. You kind of, I can't help but think, like, again, like, did he just genuinely, like, really like his sister? And so this is just, like, this is, I mean, obviously, like, if somebody harms your family member, I'm not suggesting you should go out and, (laughs) uh, you know, take vengeance on them. Turn
1: into a dragon and kidnap them.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying go that far, but I am going to say that I do kind of understand if you'd wish that you could turn into a dragon and fly off with them in your claws.
1: Though, I mean, to be fair his sister did try to also kill her several times. So like so Yeah, it's
0: it's he kind of he kind of he kind of ignores that part. Yeah, yeah. I know. guess it doesn't matter really. He's a villain. He's not going to give a shit if it was a a, a justified. Yeah. That's <laughs> fair enough. I think I just kind of like him just cuz I don't know, he's kind of like just fun. He's just fun. He he
1: and um The guy from The Princess and the Pea can hang out.
0: Yeah, layered. They're both kind of cut from the same cloth, but they're kind of that that typical 90s, like, mincing villain. Yeah, they're just evil for the sake of being evil.
1: They can just hang out in their clubhouse together being evil. Yeah,
0: and they just, I don't know, there's something about it. They just make it look fun. Yeah. (laughs) They're
1: having a good time. Yeah. I wish I could turn into a giant dragon. It's a cool dragon design, too. I'm going to be real. I like the dragon. He's kind of furry, which is weird, but I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's pretty sweet. (laughs) Anyway, so he's spying on them with a mirror.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So he he sees that they're headed to the Rainbow Falls. So he recognizes that as the home of Mother Nature. Uh, Malice storms off. And after he leaves, we see that Scowl and Batso are hiding in a suit of armor because Malice wants to punish Scowl for messing up his kidnapping attempt. Which is, you know, in, in a I didn't expect that. To be fair, when when henchmen
1: or like comic relief villain characters mess something up, usually it's just sort of hand-waved away. But this time Malice is like, no, I had a plan and you ruined my plan, so now I'm going to kill you. And you're like, yeah. damn.
0: <laughs> well, and that's, I think that's, that's part of why I like him, is that he like, he's a pretty smart villain, all things considered. He's committed. Like, he he his first, his first, upon hearing oh, somebody killed my sister, well I'll just go kill them back. Yeah. You know, he doesn't like yeah. order, there's, there's typically that escalation where they order the flunkies to do it. Yeah. But he He's like he's like no no no, I'm fine getting my hands dirty. I'm going to get this job done.
1: I can just turn into a big dang dragon and just yeah. fly over there and get her. Like, he's like why would I entrust this to all these like goofy little goblins hanging out in my castle when I can get there faster. I can do it better. Here we I go.
0: I can get I can get shit done. Have you seen me? I'm amazing. I'm to be fair, I... really rad. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I should, I guess I should, I should note too, he is voiced by Malcolm McDowell. He is. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Yeah, there, we'll, we'll probably touch more on the voice actors later, but there's yeah. just, just a lot of good voice talent in this film. There really is. So Scowl has learned from last time, he's going to just keep hiding from Malice and he's not going to involve himself in the plot any further if he can help it
1: yeah that's a good good call good call yeah. Scowl he's
0: uh, Malice is smart enough t- to not trust this little shithead and Scowl is also smart enough to go oh I, I boned that pretty hard I'm just gonna lay low until the heat dies down I'm not going to try it. yeah
1: yeah I'm just gonna
0: keep hiding I'm out Yeah. peace out <laughs> but so, back with Snow White and the Dwarfels on their way to Mother Nature, Snow White just has a brief little conversation with Thunderella, where Thunderella confesses all the things she admires in the other dwarfs. Thun- Snow White encourages her just to do her best and be herself. And while this is happening, this conversation's <laughs> happening, unbeknownst to them, this mysterious figure is watching them from the shadows. Yeah mysterious orco-like mm-hmm. figure that was my thought it was like they're being spied on
1: by orco he's yeah. here oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's he escapes the other filmation properties yeah it's just now he's here it's orco 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 grew legs and-, <gasps> and it's just kind of really creepy now but there he is yeah. it's orco mm-hmm
0: But So, Snow White and the Dwarfells reach Rainbow Falls. Upon entering, they come across Mother Nature in her garden, which brings us to our third and the final song in the film itself, which is sung by Mother Nature, voiced by Phyllis Diller. Take a little sunshine, sprinkle some rain, mix it at the right time. Then do it again! Mother Nature has so many things to do! It takes a lot of concentration Just the right
1: combination Oh my god, I couldn't I could I couldn't place her voice when I first heard it, but I was like, I know, I know that voice. Mm-hmm. And I could like hear it saying yeah. other things in my head, and I'm like, who is this? Who is this? And then I got to the end of yeah. I'm like, Phyllis Diller.
0: <laughs> there she that's is. The weird thing about, that's the weird thing about Phyllis Diller is that I don't know where I first learned of her, but I just feel like the knowledge of Phyllis Diller and what her voice sounded like was always in my head. Yeah. Well, I think I
1: recognized it most. And the one that I couldn't place and was trying to get to was the queen in A Bug's Life. That's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where I think my brain tried to go. Because I know I've heard her other mm. places, but, like, that's the place yeah. I tried to go.
0: Thinking about it, this is probably, this movie is probably where I first heard her. And it was maybe just, like, later roles. Like, so maybe, maybe this movie is the reason why her voice has always <laughs> been in my head.
1: Just it's, <laughs> somewhere in the back of
0: your mind. Mm-hmm. Phyllis Diller. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, is she here? <laughs> oh. Feel a cold chill.
1: She knows when her voice or when her name has been
0: said. Oh God, if, she's like Beetlejuice. Phyllis Diller, Phyllis Diller, Phyllis Diller. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: so yeah, that's I, I, t- I don't even think I absorbed most of her song because I was too busy being like, "Who is this?" Yeah, so,
0: so her song, which is just titled "Mother Nature's Song," this is just. Uh, her singing about all the things she does, just uh, including the creation of various plants and animals. Um, Throughout the song, she's attempting to make a catfish, a horsefly, and a dormouse, but each attempt ends with a failure. So, like, the catfish, instead she makes, like, a weird fish cat. And the horsefly is, like, a weird, like...
1: It's a tiny horse with wings. You're like, alright.
0: Yeah. So... After her song finishes, Mother Nature wants to deal with Thunderella, uh, citing a long list of mistakes that she's made. Uh, and as it turns out, it's not just Thunderella's powers on the line, it's also uh, the other dwarf elves, because Mother Nature has noticed their infighting and how they use their powers against each other. I never should have let the lot of you have such powers. See, I told you she'd take away Thunderella's powers. (gasps) A lot of us? But Mother Nature! Oh, don't think I haven't noticed all your squabbling, using earthquakes and sunbeams at your every whim. That's not what I gave you your powers for. You were supposed to work together to help me when I can't be there. To create harmony. Oh. Just
1: calling down random sunbeams and making uh, earthquakes.
0: Yeah, which is like, you know what, Mother Nature? This is very fair. <laughs> you have a point. Yeah. Mother-, Mother Nature specifically says that she can't tolerate mistakes. And Snow White points out that Mother Nature herself made plenty of mistakes, citing all of the weird creature attempts that we saw her try and do in her song. Mm-hmm. That's a
1: fair point. We literally just saw you make three mistakes in a row.
0: Yeah. So Snow White pleads for Thunderella and everybody to keep their powers. But before Mother Nature can do anything, Malice appears in his dragon form. Uh, Mother Nature lays the beat down over him, though, and forces him to turn back into his human form. Uh malice boasts to Snow White that the answer to what he did with her prince lies in his castle in the realm of doom, and then he flies away. You know
1: the honesty yeah of of calling your realm the realm of doom, and it's like and- it's not trying to be anything, it's not a fancy name, it's just what is your evil realm called? Well, it's the realm of doom,
0: yeah. Well and you do know, you know what this this film made me think of this time around is especially like this whole the Realm of Doom thing is in the original and so in the original story and in also in Disney's version, the Wicked Queen was Snow White's stepmother. Yeah. Is that still true for this for the filmation movie? Did the Wicked Queen rule over the countryside at one point as like their legitimate? queen i
1: i don't i these are the questions because like you see this castle and it's the only building in this in this realm of doom
0: yeah and and when malice like when he's having his moment at the beginning where he calls upon like the wind and the and makes the the earth erupt is that you do see a few straight peasants Yeah. Very, very briefly. So there are other people here. Snow White is referred to as a princess. So presumably, did Snow White used to live in the castle? A truck? (laughs) I don't know. It's never, it's never discussed at all. So yeah, I don't know if Snow White, if, was this, was it always the Realm of Doom? Which that would be great if you were a peasant and you're just like
1: Where are you from? I'm oh I'm here trading goods from the Realm of Doom.
0: Yeah. Oh that that's pretty cool. It's better than the Pig Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know Yeah, it's hard to
1: beat getting getting uh sent to the pig kingdom.
0: Yeah. Realm of Doom at least has like got a little spice to it. Mr. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> So Snow White, of course, decides that she has to go to the Realm of Doom to try and save her prince. She asks if the Dwarf Elves could come with her, and Mother Nature makes a deal with them that uh the dwarf elves have one last chance to prove themselves to her. So basically, they get to accompany Snow White, and if you do good, then you can keep your powers. Yeah. Which well, mm-hmm. is, I mean, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mother Nature wishes them well and she kind of tells them the way to the realm of doom, which includes going through a big spooky cave. Yeah. So the gang travels there. There's like one brief moment where Sun uh, Sunburn uses her powers to shoot light into the cave uh, to light their way. Uh, As they enter the cave though, they see the Shadow Man from the uh, on, on, like, an edge above the the cliff face, and he yeah. kind of like scurries in to try and get ahead of them. He pries off a giant boulder from the cliff, which proceeds to fall in front of Snow White, blocking her path to the realm of doom. Right. The, the shadow man tries to scurry away, and the dwarf owls try and follow him, but they end up causing a cave in. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, whoops. They oops, they oops. They go after him kind of like a, a dog goes after a squirrel. Like it was just like no thinking at all. Just they yeah. just They're like they, Oh a shadow man! Get him! Get him! Like, oh Jesus, wait, can we it's can just we just... think about this? No. And then the, of course no again, think. they they cause a cave in. It's like this is why we think. But the shadow man gets pinned by some falling debris. Snow White takes pity on him and is just about to try and help free him when this big wave of water rushes in and pushes her and the dwarfels out of the cave. Mm -hmm. While the dwarfels are celebrating their good luck, Snow White takes a moment to feel bad for the Shadow Man and hopes that he got out okay, despite the fact that the last time that she saw him, his leg was pinned under a big bit of debris and a big wave of water just flushed them out of the cave. Yeah, sure, I hope he's okay. Sure, hope he's okay and not currently drowning. Pinned underneath some
1: rebel. Yikes. Mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, out of sight, out of sight. Sure, he's fine. Yeah,
1: I'm sure it's fine.
0: (laughs) So Malice spies Snow White through the mirror once again, and he decides that he's going to provide an escort to take her to the castle. He heads to the dungeon where, coincidentally, Scal and Basso are hiding out. Malice has come to the dungeon to let out these weird wolf-like creatures.
1: I I liked these things. I don't know why. Like, their design is, like, super weird and kind of ridiculous, but I-, I liked them.
0: Yeah. Those weird
1: demon dogs that he's just got in his basement.
0: Yeah, they are just, like, these, like, kind of creepy monster-like things. And they they seem like... There, There's kind of like the, the, again, like the escalating scale of like henchmen's where you have like the funny silly ones and then you have like on the other side of the scale you have like the super serious, only let these out when you want a spooky moment in your film yeah.
1: the, the, The ones that are creepy and don't have silly songs to sing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Malice tells these creatures... To bring him Snow White unharmed, but they can feel free to eat the dwarf elves if they like. Just yeah, as a d- little treat. Just d- t- you can have a little
1: little a dwarf elf as a treat.
0: Yeah. Just don't fill up on dwarf elves, cause you know I've got supper waiting for you when you get back. We do have food at home, so Yeah. You know they're not good for you. It's just junk food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But Batso sneezes and gives away their hiding spot, prompting Malice to find, and then takes Scowl away to dole out some punishment while he waits for Snow White.
1: Rest in peace, Scowl.
0: <laughs> Rip in peace. <laughs> I love how Batso is just like, like uh, Malice doesn't give a shit about Batso. <laughs> no, well, Batso, Batso didn't screw anything up. Batso's just a little bat. He's just hanging out. It's kind of great because he's like, he's like a good employer. He recognizes that this is the employee that didn't mess up. Yeah. And this is the one that did. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But so Snow White and the gang who have stopped to set up camp for the night. Uh, they start to hear the wolf things drawing near. Uh, at this point in time, they also realize that their powers, um, or at least... The powers of Criterna and Blossom specifically don't work in the realm of doom. like Criterina tries to rationalize with the wolf creatures with her animal yeah. powers, but they don't give a sh- they don't give a shit or at least I guess yeah it's just that they don't give a shit because they just she reiterates to the dwarves that they made a comment about eating them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like she can understand their wolf growls and she's yeah. like, I don't really get all of it, but they said something about dwarfelles and dessert and I'm like
0: Yeah. That's
1: pretty that's that's a funny bit.
0: Yeah. And and Blossom just Zaza Gabor just tried to make some <laughs> nice pretty flowers for the campsite, but they all died. Just instantly. Yeah. So presumably again, I don't know if it's meant to be because as we're gonna see later I don't know if it's meant to be that the other elves also don't have working powers because we never really see them test it. Yeah,
1: so really if Mother Nature was sending them on this quest to make perfect use of their powers, they couldn't. They didn't. Yeah,
0: you'd you'd almost think that it'd be a way for them to figure out how to best use their powers so that, you know, like you see them... Like, getting, figuring out new ways to use them, or just, I guess, just in general, using them to be helpful instead of being jerks to each other. But they never really give them opportunities to actually do so. Aside from, again, the the one brief bit was sunburn, putting light in the cave. Yeah, and that's um, it. Yeah, that's it. Nobody, like, we don't ever get to see what the hell Moonbeam... Um, or Marina does? Yeah. My, Moonbeam
1: does wake up here, and it's just yeah. like, hey, what's up? Good morning. I'm here now. And they're like, cool, um, we're, we're getting gonna get eat- eaten. We're gonna get eaten by wolves.
0: Yeah. They literally- They have to be like, beam, beam. Moonbeam, get the fuck over here, you to get eaten.
1: And that's the extent of what happens with Moonbeam. Yes. <laughs> that's her- That's her part for the whole
0: movie. Yeah. So, the gang- ends up fleeing with the wolves in pursuit. They end up getting oh I get this is so this is where we see that uh that the the reappearance of Snow White's run cycle. Oh yes. Which is used a lot, a lot.
1: And and it keeps cutting back and forth to it. Like it'll cut to the wolves and the wolves are running and they do a big jump and then you cut back to her and it's the same run cycle. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it almost starts to feel comedic because yeah. it's just like the same thing over and over. But I, I guess the alternative was them animating run cycles for the the, the dwarf elves and, and I guess it was just a, a cost-saving thing, maybe. Yeah, if
1: we can keep it from the waist up, then we don't have to draw the dwarf elves also running. And like, listen. Listen. When you have <laughs> one run cycle, and you don't want to do more, and you only yeah. have... You know, X number of days to get your project finished. Yeah. You get creative. And Espec- I come. I 1000% understand. <laughs> this is
0: pre-approved.
1: This is, I get it. Especially get
0: when, it. especially when the run cycle is only from like the waist up. So you don't even have to animate those legs. Oh God. It's, it's those, great. Yeah. Those legs are the hardest part of a run cycle. It's terrible. I mean- you still kind
1: of move the feet forward and back so that you know where the weight should be. But you don't got to worry about the intersections of the dress. You don't have to worry about the foot yeah. plants or any sliding.
0: You can just... It's great. Done. Bam. Perfect. Now... <laughs> but So so the gang ends up being chased to the edge of a cliff and they th- say, oh no, we're trapped. But then as it turns out, the Shadow Man appears on the other side of the cliff. Orko is here to save the day. Oh, thank God. Shadow Orko. <laughs> <Shadorko. gasps>
1: oh, There he is. Perfect. So he saves the day yeah, by he, knocking he, a tree over for it, them yeah. to run over.
0: A, a coincidentally placed big giant tree that is just long enough and sturdy enough so that it can bridge the chasm and everybody uh, can run across and then once they are across everybody works together to push the log so that it falls off into the chasm with the wolves who were currently on top of it trying to also cross it
1: rest in peace those <laughs> those pretty cool wolves with yeah. their weird nose horns and big big
0: teeth i i i like this scene i'll I'll admit this yeah it's a good it, scene it's it's appropriately tense like i definitely buy into the like the actual uh the, just the suspense of oh no like how are they going to get out of this and it's effectively done so that you do feel like they have to hustle their butts or they're going to get eaten like there is like this legitimate threat that they are having to deal with yeah it's it's a it's
1: a good little sequence
0: mm-hmm. it's I think there's a few there's a few moments in this one where. It is like they, they do have these surprisingly well constructed sequences and like the scenes themselves like I think if it, the, like the pacing is good and just the again just like the setup of the scenes it's just yeah it's well composed yeah I I would agree with that mm-hmm. other other than some brief
1: here's a song um yeah. other than that like everything sort of goes pretty well hmm it's i it's good
0: it's good yeah so back at the castle malice is pissed he decides <laughs> <laughs> he he decides that you know what i was right the first time i'm just gonna go get snow white yeah it's i i you know i gave it a shot myself
1: I tried the henchman thing. I feel mm-hmm. like I should just give it a shot myself one more time.
0: Yeah, I feel like I was closer the first time. I should have just trusted my gut, but you know what? Trusted my gut. Gi-
1: trusted myself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I need to learn to trust in myself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Malice, Malice turns into his dragon form and he flies off. And then we, we see the reveal that Scowl is being suspended over a boiling pot of liquid. Uh, he's suspended by a rope that is being uh, burned by a candle. And as, as the, the rope is slowly being burned through, the, it's, being, it's lowering him closer and closer into the boiling oil.
1: Yeah, and they just sort of leave him there. Like that's how that scene ends. Is he's just like inches from dying. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, and, all right.
0: And I, I kind of love that because because malice, malice doesn't give a shit what happens with Scowl, and no. as we're gonna see when he, like he he might he might miss all the good stuff. Like he he <laughs> he wanted to enact this revenge on Scowl, but at the same time he's like, ah, you know, it's not a, it's not a big deal. If I miss it, I miss it. As long as it's getting done, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So long as I come back and there's feathers like floating in that pool of oil, I'll be satisfied. Yeah. That's the important part. (laughs) God. Back with Snow White, the shadow man tries to sneak away from their group, but Snow White catches up with him, uh, wanting to thank him. Snow White says that it's almost like the Shadow Man has been trying to protect her all this time. You saved us from the wolves. And back in the cave, you were trying to warn us about something. It's almost as though you've, you've been watching over me, caring for me like like a friend.
1: Oh, it's weird. It's like he knows her and, and wants to protect her. Whoa, weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's that would be. So strange. <laughs> this little orco.
0: So Snow White asks him to come with them. And initially, Shadow Man seems to be on board with that. But then he catches his uh, reflection in a pond and he gets upset. At it and then he runs away. It's almost like he can't stand to look at himself. So weird. It's weird. Oh, I guess he just has low self esteem yeah. for some reason. Oh, oh. It's, it's weird. Poor Shadow Orco. Oh. And then, just then, dun, dun, dun. Snow White is captured by Malice, who flies off with her with again. With the dwarf elves. <laughs> yeah, again.
1: <laughs> He's closer to so, his the- castle this time, though, so he, he, he makes it this time
0: yeah yeah successfully and and at this point i've got in my notes that um irene clara who voiced snow white she's got a good scream she She does does. it's a good scream (laughs) oh Like, she legitimately sounds like, like that is le- the legit scream of a woman who has just been carried off by a dragon. <laughs> you could really believe it. Yeah. She she has kind of a nice texture to her voice in general that I really yeah. like. Yeah. All the voice acting in this one is great. Mm hmm. So, back at the castle, Batso comes across Scowl. Scowl gets Batso to blow out the candle that's threatening to burn the rope. After some shenanigans, uh, Batso does so. And then after almost being dropped in the pot, uh, Scowl is freed. And are they just like, okay, we're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta they, go. They decide to peace out for good. They're just, they're just like, they're not even going to like try and hide it out at, at the castle anymore. They're just gonna leave. Um, they they time this just as Malice is returning to the castle with Snow White um, Malice doesn't see Scowl uh, and Batso leave, but Scowl does see that the Dwarfells are outside the castle drawbridge. And he he unfortunately decides one last time, maybe I can make it up to Malice here by capturing a Dwarfell. Just so one of them. Batso- yeah, just one. That's Well, because that's all they can carry. <laughs> that's all I can carry. I'm just one little owl. Yeah. But Yeah, so they pick up Sunburn, but they accidentally drop her once they get to the other side of the drawbridge. And so, after a rough landing, she's able just to open open up the gates yeah. and allow the other dwarf elves to get in. Just,
1: well, I guess you helped me after all. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, suckers. Yeah. But so, the dwarf then have a scuffle with some of the guards. Um, the, the, the non The, the goofy-looking guards, not the actual threatening guards.
1: Yeah, just the um, henchmen, the the silly ones that were there for the song guards.
0: Yeah, so there there's a lot of like just kind of slapsticky moments in this, and so I don't like this sequence as much as the other ones, just because I it, oh God, it doesn't... me either. Yeah, I had a whole note in here that I'm just like, okay, we're like
1: nearing, we're we're getting closer to the end here, and I just is this doesn't matter. I don't care about this can we please get going
0: yeah and it's just it after that nice like the scene with the the wolf creatures and how tense uh, that was like it was gently that one was a genuinely entertaining sequence yeah and this one you're mostly just seeing the dwarf elves like run screaming from the monsters as like again they're just kind of saved by the monster's general incompetence and yeah they're just inept yeah
1: It's not like they're using their cool elemental powers to fight the monsters. They're just running around and the monsters are, like, sabotaging themselves.
0: This would have been a perfect opportunity to really show what they could do. Show them using their powers in creative ways to really, like, bust through these guards. Yeah. So it's it's a shame that, and I don't know, maybe it was just, because when you think about it, their powers probably would have required like more special effects or it, it, just like visual yeah. effects, yeah, so it was probably at this point like just too costly, i guess but but it's it, yeah yeah it it, it just it's... feels like a a
1: here's a slap sticky moment ha ha the the goblin gets poked in the butt with a with a shield Ha-ha. yeah moment for for the kids, which i mean it's a kid's movie, I get it, but yeah. also it's just like it just feels like a sequence of of busyness that didn't need to be there.
0: Yeah, there there was especially especially because this happens while Malice has Snow White. Mm-hmm. Even though this this scene isn't about Snow White, there's still that kind of like behind the scene like that that suspense that you're feeling like oh like they have to save her. Like so by by having this in as a slapsticky um kind of humorous sequence, it sort of it doesn't really reinforce that suspense of like the villain has our heroine in his clutches
1: yeah it's just sort of a a weird break and Mm. i mean it's a small that's a small gripe in a movie that's been decently decent about the pacing of these things
0: yeah yeah no very true uh but snow white wakes up inside the castle um and her prince is there, and he's kind Yay. of in a bad mood for some reason. And he's but a little grumpy. Yeah, yeah. But he, he tells her that they have to hide, and so he leads Snow White through a secret passageway that's hit that was activated by something behind or sorry underneath the wicked a bust of the wicked queen.
1: It's just like it's just it's just he just pushes it back, and then there's a secret passage, and she doesn't ask questions, and off they go. No. How
0: how do you know about this secret passage? Don't worry do, about it. Doesn't yeah, don't don't worry about it. That's probably the response. Don't, wor- <laughs> don't worry about it, baby. Don't worry about it, babe. I got like I got God. it. I got it. Why are you always questioning me? Just chill, okay? <laughs> but the <laughs> The the dwarf elves arrive too late to see where Snow White and the Prince have gone, but the magic mirror is in the room, and he gives a hint to the dwarf elves about the button, so they're able to quickly figure it out. It's Cinderella specifically is the one that checks underneath the bust and activates it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I did have a note that is just uh, this is finally where I was just like, yes, good old Prince No Name, the Superstore brand Prince that has no name. He is just the Prince. <laughs>
0: It's kind of, it's, yeah, you know what, it's kind of great, because he is just referred to as, like, My Prince by Snow White. He yeah. he does not have a name. Just Snow White,
1: Snow White, do you
0: know his name?
1: Snow They're... White, are you getting, are you just hoping to see his name on the marriage certificate, and then you'll know?
0: Oh, oh, yeah, it's been like, oh, no. <laughs> he, he, he when they first, him. when they first met, he said it, but she couldn't remember, and so now oh, she's sh- just like, oh, f-
1: now it's way too awkward to ask because oh. they're getting married. So they're just like, well, she's like, I'll find it out in advance. Someone will say it. Someone will say it.
0: I'll find it. Oh, I'm sure I'll find it out at the wedding. And then the priest is like, do you prince take this one? And she's like, fuck. <laughs> there was a space Damn. in her
1: vows that she had left like a blank under, like a blank space to put his name in there. And
0: she's like, fuck. Dang it. Yeah. Shit. Oh, shit. Maybe I'll just I'll just start call, calling him I'll start calling him him something just for like uh, make up a nickname and then I'll never have to figure it out. Years later, under on, on her deathbed, she will de- reveal just and not a day sooner. Damn it. <laughs> uh okay, right. so
1: yeah, so back with the the dwarf elves follow her yes. through. They yeah. go through the secret passage and then we go back to the roof
0: with her and the prince. Yes, yeah, so Snow Air quotes White, the prince. Yes, yeah, Snow White and her prince are, go up to the castle roof, and there's a strange arena area where there are these numerous uh, stone statues, and they're all posed in an expression of horror. Dun, dun, dun. Snow White tells her prince that she wants to go home. But he just, just, again, he's just being a, like a kind of a huge jerk, and he starts physically dragging her up to the top of the arena. Uh, the prince tells her that you will look all, out on this for forever. And he reveals a plinth with her name engraved on it, and then reveals that he was Malice in disguise. Dun, dun, <gasps> dun! Who could have told? Who could have oh. guessed it? Oh my god. Oh my god. Malice I'm grabs a, a nearby cloak and he throws it, but the Shadow Man appears just in time to pull Snow White out of the way. The cloak instead lands on this random nearby creature, and when it gets pulled away, it's shown that the cloak has turned the creature into stone.
1: It's just a weird... St- clone... or clone. Stone cloak. <laughs> clone <laughs> stoke.
0: turns you into stone snow white is lucky that that creature just happened to be there because it would otherwise it just would have like landed and she probably she wouldn't have known oh i should not have that thing touch me good to know
1: it's just it would have just been like a random cloak that the guy had
0: yeah (laughs) but so malice and the shadow man scuffle Malice eventually gains the upper hand using his magic eye beams. To, okay. to like yeah, we haven't mentioned
1: his magic eye beams. His magic eye beams are a lot. Yeah. like they're they're like force lasers that he shoots from his eyes.
0: Yeah, that like
1: he can he can make pick things up with them and and stun people. Like he's he's got weird eye lasers, and it's just sort of like. Eh. It's there. Yeah. He does things with them. So, oh, yeah.
0: okay. And when when he when he uses them against the Shadow Man, it's actually kind of cool because he just like shoots his eye beams into the Shadow Man's eyes, and then the Shadow yeah. Man goes limp, and then he's just like levitated slowly backwards, and it's like kind of like a really cool visual.
1: It is like it was. It was the shot they held on a little long as he was just like slowly levitating <laughs> him away, but like for the most part, that soul's thing was like. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's
0: I mean that's kinda cool. And then and then Malice he releases the power and then the shadow man just falls limply to the ground, dead.
1: R.I.P. Prince Orko. It's great. <laughs> I
0: mean, just <laughs> Orko. Huh, why, I mean, why would you say that, Shadow
1: Orco. Weird. Mm-hmm. He's dead, yeah, I guess.
0: I... Anyways. Well, oh, anyway. Yeah, so um so now this is a, another bit of editing happens in this moment here so um in the edited version that that we watched mm-hmm. you hear malice pulling snow white off screen while the camera lingers on the shot of the shadow man's corpse yeah um and then it when was we a weird
1: cut- choice because i was like why aren't we looking at this
0: yeah um when we do finally cut back to Snow White and Malice, you might have noticed too that the scene is cropped really tight onto Malice, so that you can kind of see that he's like grabbing at Snow White, but yeah. you can't you can't really see what's going on. Um, did she have? And, did he have her by the hair again? Is that yeah, what happened? Yeah, exactly. So in the original, you see her, you you see him drag her by the hair, um, and. I guess, I don't know, just something about hair pulling by Malice, because he did it to the prince, too, that they just felt was too violent. <laughs> like, that's, maybe this is a little weird for a kid's show. You have less hair pulling? Maybe, except, uh, so.
1: She does give him a little slap here, though, and it's pretty Oh, good. she
0: she slaps him right in the face, so, like, that's okay. I guess, well, mind that's you, fine. I guess that that would have been hard to edit out. Well yeah. actually no because it's not like I mean she slaps him in the face but then she still ends up tied up on the plinth. Yeah, cuz it like cuts
1: back or cuts away and cuts back and she she didn't get away. She's tied mm. up now.
0: Yeah. So I guess hair pulling by the villain is a no-no, but getting slapped in the face by a good guy is a yay-yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yay-yay. Yay-yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so malice is just about to throw the cloak over snow white but then the dwarf elves arrive and they start swarming him uh save yeah. for Cinderella, S- who goes to try and help snow white
1: notably crit does pull his hair so that's yeah, fine
0: <laughs> exactly and 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 again in the In the original version, too, there were a few additional scenes of Muddy punching Malice a few times right in the face. Oh, nice! Malice picked up uh, Sunburn by the throat, and he threw her. Oh, my god. (laughs) But, yeah, so it's, so uh, hair pulling by the good guys is, again, yay yay. Hair hair pulling by the villain, no, no.
1: No, no. Yeah, no, no. None of that.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But so, uh, Malice gets up and then he throws the cloak over the dwarfels and turns them into stone. Oh, oh no. But, the little uh, dwarfel
1: statues. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But, uh, unbeknownst to Malice, Thunderella avoided the cloak throw and she's kind of hiding and she starts trying to get, uh, conjure up a storm while Malice is advancing onto Snow White. He's about to throw the cloak on her. Yeah. At the last minute, Thunderella gets gets enough of her powers under control, and she manages to use it to distract Mel's long enough for Snow White to pull the cloak over him. Which doesn't instantly turn him to stone, interestingly enough. Yeah, I guess presumably he's maybe, because of his power, he's like trying to resist it? I guess... But he, he, he starts... starts to turn into the dragon. Yeah, he's like clawing at his face, trying to get the cloak off, and he transforms in his dragon form one last time. And then as he's he starts by lightning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gets, gets hit by lightning. And as he he finally starts succumbing to the stone spell, but just before just before That's... it fully takes over him, he That's transforms so he transforms just his face back into a human. So it's That's... a <sighs> It's a big his hum- dragon body with a big human head on it. Yeah, it's, it's great. so weird. <laughs> why? Fantastic. It's great. I love it, but also, why? <laughs> <sighs> but, yeah, so Malice has been defeated. Yay. Dawn breaks. And the stone spell on the dwarf elves is, for some reason, broken. Even it's though fine me- now. Yeah, Malice is still stone, though. Yeah. For, for, for reasons. It's, uh, it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, though, the Shadow Man is still dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Snow- rest in
0: peace, Orko. <laughs> Snow White ends up cradling him, and she says... I cared for him as dearly as the prince, and I, now I've lost them both. I have,
1: just in all caps, in my as dearly as the prince? You've known Orko for, like, two hours. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> Dang, lady. Like, I know you've got a big heart and you're a good person, but, like, you don't gotta compare Orko to the man you're no. supposed to marry. Well, I know you don't know the secret
0: yet, but, like, yeah. girl... Well and it's great because there's this quick little montage of like the times that they <laughs> bonded together and it's literally literally two shots. That's, that's a it. Flashback of memories with Orko. That's it. That's all the time they had together, but she cared for him as dearly as the prince. <laughs> <laughs> I And yeah, that's an, like, a
1: very sweet sentiment, I guess. Yeah.
0: I like what they were going for but the wording that they chose is just yeah. it's too much like for I just I don't buy it at all snow white I'm sorry it's snow white But take it, it
1: down just a notch
0: okay Yeah But at, at this point mother nature appears uh just in time to not have to do anything or help out in any way Yeah, well, uh, yeah she, you know Mhm She she just kind of says just some little stuff about love including how love Brings the greatest joy and also the greatest sorrow. And Snow White starts crying over the Shadow Man. But then, magically, he comes back to life. And even more magically, he turns into Snow White's prince. Oh <gasps> my god! Oh what? I Sorry,
1: that am... redlined the hell out of my microphone. <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: Who would I'm... have guessed?
1: I am blown away i did not see this reveal oh my god incredible also when he turns back and he's still in like his little orco costume for like a few seconds it's really funny looking
0: well it's great yeah because he so he he's he's got like kind of like this face like a bandana and a weird hat thing and he turns back into the prince and then he has to like man manually peel off the the orco clothes yeah like as he as
1: he turns back it's not like a magic thing where no,
0: where it just like magic.
1: disappears with him it, the clothes weren't magic he just found that little thing and was like
0: yeah and, I'll and, wear and his this prince, his prince clothes are underneath it yeah he was just he was, those were
1: magicked when he was transformed
0: i guess but not yeah. the orco clothes no and and he so he he reveals of course that malice cast a spell on him, but the prince he like he says that he swore that he would protect Snow White even in his changed form. So, I I was trying to like puzzle this out as to whether like I I assume that he maybe he didn't have like his full like consciousness in the the shadow man form because he wasn't able like he could kind of mumble speech, but he wasn't maybe he just didn't have like. A proper voice box? Maybe, yeah. Like, like something, he couldn't talk properly? Something was preventing him from just telling Snow White, Hey Snow White, I'm your prince. Hmm? I, I assume that it
1: was like... I'm so ashamed I've been turned into this monstrous little Orco that I won't tell you. I will just help you from the shadows as the
0: shadow man. Yeah, oh. I guess. Because there guess. was that moment where he saw his reflection. I Yeah, and again, I wasn't sure if that was, like, if he, if he was just, like, his mind was changed, too, and that he just, like, I don't know, like... If if they had the Shadow Man actually as part of the group for longer and you got to kind of see more of his character and how he acted.
1: Yeah. would have it, gotten a better sense for that.
0: Yeah. that I think that probably would have been a good call. I don't know how you would have been able to kind of merge him in there because you already had like the seven dwarf elves to contend with. How do you also yeah. add in the Orco Shadow Man?
1: Yeah. But I, I guess I mean there is a good because like when he's trapped under the rock and he's like terrified and shaking and he's like, Oh no. So maybe his mind did get affected as well. And he was just sort of like scared and, and yeah. d- didn't know things or like his memory was f- something like that. But yeah.
0: I, I it, kinda, It's yeah, unclear. Yeah. It's, they, they could have done a better job at it. I, I do think it's, it's supposed to be that he kind of like he, he in some part of him knows that he has to protect Snow White, but he doesn't know why
1: yeah something like that
0: but so uh so they have their their joyous reunion and he tells snow white uh this time i'll never leave your side
1: (laughs) (laughs) good good job yep Uh uh-huh well i guess this didn't get another sequel so they must have worked out
0: yeah yeah i guess snow Um,
1: white three
0: but snow snow white credits the dwarf elves with their help um Thunderella specifically is heralded as a hero for her key role in helping to defeat Malice. Mm-hmm. Mo- Mother Nature announces that she won't be taking the Dwarf Elves' powers after all, as they've proven themselves, but she is taking Scowl and Batso as apprentices.
1: Aww, now they're gonna be good! <laughs> mm-hmm. Hooray, the sidekicks!
0: Yay! And then uh, S- Sunburn ends up taking Scowl's cigar and Skull immediately starts noticing the benefits of quitting smoking (laughs) wow that was fast immediately like she takes it out of his mouth and then he's just like oh hey I can breathe get this bird
1: a Nicorette patch he's he's quitting smoking good for him
0: I guess you just have to like wrap it around his his talons or something I guess so but Hmm. I'm proud of him for quitting smoking yeah, there's, it turns out it's really easy. I don't know why everybody complains <laughs> about it. Someone just takes your cigar and, and puts it out. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. But the film ends with snow uh-huh. with the pr- the prince asking Snow White if she's finally ready to live happily ever after. Title drop, baby. Roll credits. Whee! Woo. Bam! over those credits, we get the only song song only sung song by Irene Clara which is Love is the Reason No, it won't be easy But you give it a try
1: Reach for the power deep inside Oh, oh. Love is the reason and love is the light So keep on
0: believing it it's kind of a shame that this like she doesn't sing in the film proper because she yeah. like she is a, a singer songwriter. But I, I was surprised. Mhm. But at least they, they snuck it in there though. Yeah, she, she got her one. Mhm. So Bree, we kind of we ta- sort of mentioned this throughout, but overall, just, what did you what did you think of this one? I enjoyed this one. This one was fun. This was a fun little watch. Like it was it definitely had its
1: sort of rougher moments, but on the whole, this one was legitimately just of a, a
0: good time. Yeah, I kind of it's funny, as I was writing up my notes for this one, I, I had a moment where I was like, oh, you know what? I think this is kind of a good movie. <laughs> like, it's not perfect, but
1: it's there's it's still it's still a like it's a good bad movie. Like, yeah. It's it's a it's edging into, like, not even a bad movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, there's, there's definitely, like the, like, the stuff like the songs. The songs are not well implemented. They're no. integrated. They just kind of, like, they, they really, you could tell that Filmation didn't know how to handle songs.
1: Yeah. But they tried, and the songs were not bad. Like, they yeah. were, they were, as a general rule, they were pretty fun.
0: Yeah, like so, the songs um, themselves yeah. are, are okay. It's just the characters that they come out of nowhere, and then it's also funny in that in all of the songs, characters are just watching other characters sing.
1: Yeah, it's it's almost like it's it is like a diegetic song where they're they are singing, and then everyone's just sitting around watching them. Yeah, it's which just... is which is strange, and also it all comes from like the. Snow White doesn't get a song, which is weird. And it's like Mm -hmm. the songs are from Scowl the Owl, Thunderella, who we don't know who she is when she sings. Like she's just suddenly on screen, and you're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And from Mother Nature, and you're like, okay, that one at least, like, we we know who that is. (laughs) When she starts singing, but it's still weird.
0: And the Mother Nature song, like, it also, I I I did like how it fulfilled a purpose in the story by showing, like, Mother Nature makes mistakes so, like, yeah. Snow White's able to use it, like, well, no, like, you you can't use that against the dwarf elves like, you make mistakes too yeah so, they, yeah, like, the songs, like, they do they do work but I also feel like aside from Mother Nature's song, which again, it fills that story purpose I feel like I wouldn't miss if the songs were gone
1: yeah, yeah, exactly
0: but, I mean, on the whole it was just a cute little film I yeah. enjoyed it, it was a nice little watch Yeah and as, as you mentioned too like they're, like all throughout this we've been talking about like the really good voice cast Yeah, the
1: voice cast was great
0: Hmm. So some of the people that we, we didn't specifically mention um, were so Ed Asner voiced Scowl Um, So he's, of course, he is a TV legend. He was on the Mary Tyler Moore show. He was also Carl Fredrickson in Up. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: that's something clicked in my brain there. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Uh, So uh, there was, of course, we we mentioned Zaza Gabor briefly. Um, Tracy Ullman was Thunderella and... So for our generation, Tracy Allman is probably best known for the Tracy Allman show, or rather how the Tracy Allman show was the originator of the Simpsons shorts. Oh, really? Yeah. I genuinely didn't know that. Yeah. So in that, you know, it's, I mean, obviously she did stuff other than be the host of the Tracy Allman show, but that's just kind of the connection that I recognize, there was also Frank Welker is probably like the, the other big one to name who was Batso, yeah Batso, and he's that's... basically every animal sound in any cartoon ever practically. um he was, was like,
1: that's another name I recognize there he yeah. is.
0: yeah, um he voices Scooby-Doo and uh ah, uh, yes. oh God, what's his name? <laughs> you could do Beyond... it. Bond Ascot Man, Fred. Oh God, he- yes, fuck. Thank you. I- <laughs> fuck. The show's been on for like sixty fucking years. You'd think I'd be able to remember.
1: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no. Not a lot of occasion to talk about Fred from Scooby Doo. Yeah,
0: no. Though Scoob
1: did just come out, and I mean to see that soon. I,
0: I had not one- to date uh- the episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how dare you! Oh God. But yeah, it's. There, this was like a good lineup of voice cast, and this film for me—I don't know if you ever had a similar moment, Brie—but there were, this film was the one that made me realize as a kid just the the concept of voice actors because that VHS clamshell that I mentioned earlier had specifically it had like the the, the a photo of each actor alongside oh, really? an image of the character they played and who they were,
1: huh. And, it's and like the, so, the celebrity voice casting of the time.
0: Yeah, like, they, they were pretty proud of of the voice casting they had. And I mean, for good reason, obviously. But I, I just remember, up to that point, I had never really thought about the people behind the voices in animation. Mm-hmm. And this this was the movie that made me kind of make that connection that, oh, yeah, I guess there are people who are, like, giving their voices to this. It was yeah. just something that was completely... Like my little kid brain just never made the connection.
1: I don't know what that moment was for me, but I I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you hear someone, and you're like, oh wait,
0: yeah, yeah. Like as you said, now that we we're able to look back on this, and you and you recognize that, oh yeah, there's Carol Channing or there's Dom DeLuise. This
1: leads you out with Dom DeLuise, and you're like, there he is. Mm-hmm. There's there's
0: hello, Dom uh oh, he he had a great voice. he did mm-hmm. oh, I'm trying to think is there anything else you can think of for this one Bree? No, I think it's just i think this this one is a, I had spoken to a
1: few people just in general about some of the movies um mm-hmm. in our in our repertoire kind of, in your yeah. collection kind of thing. And I had a few people mention that they had seen this one as a child and they really enjoyed it. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see really liking this one when you were little.
0: It's yeah, a and film. when... It is. And and I remember showing this to my viewing group, and that was kind of the general consensus, too, is that, you know what, this is actually kind of a good film. Yeah, I think we we enjoyed it, but at the same time, there's also enough entertainment in it that... We we found ourselves laughing. Yeah, you know? there's
1: definitely enough points in there where there's something weird or wacky, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> so that was a strange choice," but it's not,
0: yeah, buck wild like some of the yeah. movies can be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this this is one. This is like a good introduction to like yeah. dip your toe into. I want I want to watch a, a cheesy bad movie about princesses and see if I like it.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: But I think on that note, we are probably going to end it here for this time. So thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) If you want to see more Bad Princess Movie content, you can follow me on Twitter at BadPrincessMov. If you want to leave a comment or suggestion for a future episode, feel free to email at badprincessmovies at gmail.com. And there is also a website where I keep a blog where I've just been cataloging all of the Bad Princess movies in my collection, which is just badprincessmovies.com.
1: Please check out so, all of these things. See mm-hmm. see Christy's incredible curation. The Twitter feed also will have, I think you put up highlights, because uh, the first episode's mm-hmm. out now, so you put up some like little clips from the Beauty and the Beast
0: um, yeah, movie and so some GIFs. yeah extra viewing material yeah supplementary material especially for some of the stuff that we mentioned like this is a cool scene but obviously that doesn't work well in a podcast (laughs) so i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna try and always make sure to put those on twitter following uh the episodes so definitely follow that and stay tuned for more bad princess movie content Woo! stay tuned all right (laughs) take care Alright, take care everyone and thank you once again for joining us on the Bad Princess Movie it's Podcast.
1: Early, thank you! Tell you about the <laughs> I've
0: come this far, just one rule get to them before they get to you! Bird. Yeah! It's over. I'm a dirty birdie! He's a with a and nasty frown! He's
1: bad! I fly it's in the fast over. lane, see? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>